You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko. And if you're listening to the podcast on an audio platform or watching on YouTube and you clicked it, you know the topic. Today, we're talking with Dr. Jeannie Notik, a gynecologist, about menopause and fitness. So, Jeannie, thank you so much for being here and sure. doing this. And um, menopause and fitness. So, first of all, what is menopause? Um, well, the definition of menopause is when a woman has gone one full year without a menstrual cycle. So then technically they're in menopause after that. Okay, I didn't plan the conversation to go that direction already. <laughs> but for example, uh, I've worked in the past with girls that were getting ready for competitions where it's very strenuous on the body, mm -hmm. and they have been without sure. a menstruation. Right. Well. So it's, I, I guess... To be more pure about the definition, it's without any other medical or lifestyle reason that they're not having a okay. period. I understand. I understand. Is there like a time frame when it usually starts, when it finishes, mm -hmm. how long it takes? So the average age of a woman um, transitioning into menopause is about 51 years old. Okay. But the transition can take several years. So they start off typically having more frequent periods for a year or so before okay. they start skipping periods. And then technically, um, usually once they start skipping periods where they don't have one for every like two or three months, once that starts to happen, usually within two years, two and a half years, they will have reached the point where they've had their last period and they're gonna transition into menopause, okay. but it's not absolute. I understand. Well, did you have any cases, or not cases, let's say clients that uh, started it way earlier, mm -hmm. like in their 40s, yeah. 30s? Does that happen? Yeah, yeah. And that would be if, if you stop having periods before the age of 40, outside of other you know, medical reasons, thyroid, working out, whatnot, it's actually called, um, it used to be called premature ovarian failure. Now they call it primary ovarian insufficiency. Mm -hmm. So that... Um, it gets a special term because it's so unusual to not have a to stop having periods before the age of 40. And then on the flip side, I've followed patients who have their periods well into their 50s, 55, 56, okay. and it's still regular and normal. It always makes me nervous and you know, I tend to do a little bit more testing just to make sure that it truly is a period and not abnormal bleeding that okay. we're okay. we're misdiagnosing understood. understood so let's let's talk a little bit about the, you are a doctor i'm in the fitness industry let's combine that and hopefully give some ideas for people to think about or uh, to use practical tips when it comes to fitness and menopause is that a good idea to work out oh absolutely and actually the studies show interestingly when i was researching a little bit more into this topic that it's more beneficial to have had a lifelong um, habit of exercising mm -hmm. um, because it will help you in many ways during the menopausal transition um, with the, the hot flashes and night sweats, with having stronger bones, with being more flexible, having stability, having balance. So having that early in life and continuing into menopause is most beneficial. But of course, you know, if that 
you know, if that wasn't your lifestyle previously, it's never too late to start. I understand. And, and so, there's lots of benefits. So a doctor, you just told me that having a active and healthy lifestyle helps. Oh, absolutely. Common sense, right? Yeah. Okay, so good. Is there like, you mentioned the word transition when you mm -hmm. start becoming menopausal. Mm -hmm. um, is there certain things you should stay away from? Is cardio more beneficial, heavy mm -hmm. weights? Is there certain things people need to be careful about or mm -hmm. is just all out whatever you can handle? Well, interestingly, the few years prior to menopause and then the first year after menopause is when a woman will have her most dramatic decrease in her bone density. Okay. So using weight-bearing exercise and also resistance training mm -hmm. is gonna help offset that help, you know, kind of build your bone strength up. So I always talk to my patients like when they're in their 40s about beginning those types of activity so that they're building their bone strength up to offset that that decline in those I love that. Two I love that years. because see uh, about 70% of my clientele right now is female mm -hmm. and 20 25% at any given moment for the last five, six years or so uh, have been going through that mm -hmm. right now. And I always tell them, yes, you need to do resistance training, a little bit of strength training, particularly because of bone density, mm -hmm. because during menopause and especially after, mm -hmm. right, you, you, your bones are slightly more fragile. And right. it's not just a matter of having a diet, whoever you're listening to, calcium or whatever, mm -hmm but it's also giving your body a reason to absorb those right. minerals and vitamins and all that right. to have stronger bones, correct? Right. Okay, so... And kind of along those lines, since you brought up diet and we're talking yes. about prevention, um, I actually, again, learned that, um, you know, women can certainly, if they're starting to show osteopenia, which is weakening of the bone before osteoporosis, mm -hmm. sometimes their doctor will recommend a medication, a bisphosphonate or something along those lines mm -hmm. that can help build their bone density. But the studies actually show that if a woman does it naturally with exercise and resistance training and weight bearing exercise, they only need a slight increase in their bone density to have like a fourfold increase in their resistance to fracture, their bones resistance to, to fracture versus mm -hmm. taking a, a pill to build your bone strength. You need to have much higher increase in your bone density to have that resistance to fracture. So I, it goes along with I, everything we always talk about. People tend to just want to take a pill for everything because that's the easy answer. Mm -hmm. But it always seems like once you know you get down to the basics, doing things with exercise or nutrition is is you're always going to reap better benefits. Even though a pill may help in some ways, you get more benefit by doing it the natural way. Lifestyle, yes. Yeah. Medication is important. Some mm -hmm. people need medication, but before that, how about you try to get your life under control or right. just healthy lifestyle habits, right. one habit at a time. Uh, and right. I love that. I have these exact same conversations with my clients. The problem is coming from me, I'm just, let's just say, I'm just a boy. Mm -hmm. Why would menopausal women listen right. to me? And that's why I wanted to talk to you. And we didn't have a conversation before mm -hmm. this. This is mm -hmm. the first time right. talking about this topic. And I love that we are aligned because lifestyle mm -hmm. gives you a better lifestyle. Yeah. So, and even um, if a woman, you know, again, you, 
I don't want them to think that, oh, well, I didn't start working out mm -hmm. when I was younger, so you know, I've kind of missed the boat. That's not the case, but also if they have daughters, um, one important study I found was that the most important time period of being physically active was mm -hmm. before your bone strength is between the ages of 12 and 18. Okay. And that's where you're laying the foundation for your bone strength for later in life. So, you know, they can instill these habits in their daughters as well. And they can, you know, create a family workout plan and they can work out with their kids. So we haven't planned this, but uh, last year during like the quarantine and the shutdown, mm -hmm. you were actually training with your whole family yep. through Zoom workouts with yep. me. I was in my gym, the gym was closed, but I was mm -hmm. there filming workouts and you guys did yeah. with the whole family. Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I mention how many kids you have? Sure. Five kids, five kids, boys and girls. So, mm -hmm. and you not only gave them a good um, example, but also did it like made your family healthier through making yourself healthier. Right. So um, let, let's continue this health and fitness topic. Is there any any hormonal changes, any challenges when trying to lose weight during menopause? Mm -hmm. Is it harder to lose weight? Easier? Is there any challenges there? Yeah, I haven't. The, the studies are not conclusive. What they do show is that women tend to gain weight on average of, they say 1.1 pound a year, mm -hmm. regardless of their menopausal status. So, Since which age? Um, like, I think the study was like from 40 to 55 when they were okay. monitoring women. Okay. Um, so the weight gain didn't seem to be related to their menopausal status, but how their body fat is distributed is definitely, they notice changes with the menopausal status, that women tend to lose their, their muscle mass and they, gain, they increase their, their fat and they increase the fat deposition more in the abdominal circumference rather than like in their hips and their thighs. I understand, I understand. Um, is there any uh, sort of, when, again, when it comes to hormones probably, is there anything with uh, mood changes, anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, those are certainly um, common symptoms of women transitioning into menopause in terms of the, and I, I think baseline, a lot of it has to do with sleep disturbances because of the night sweats, the, the vasomotor changes. Mm -hmm. So then they're not getting a good night's sleep and that kind of sets the tone for your next day in terms of your mood, your irritability. If you're kind of prone to depression, and you're not getting a good night's sleep, you know, that's just going to exacerbate it. So, and, and I know you've talked about in other podcasts, the importance of sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, getting a good night's sleep. I understand. And I'll just say it out loud, but uh, I'm assuming also realizing that you're going through menopause can just that idea that you're at that point of your, right. of your life right. can probably mess with you a little bit right for some well. women i think it's bittersweet that they realize you know even though they may have been done having kids they didn't want more kids it's kind of like a you know a finality to it and then also you're getting older and yes, you understand. know people have you know struggle with that so and then generally just mood swings is that the thing or is it just a, an excuse that guys use is there is there such a thing or no um Again, like in the transition, I would say definitely because 
the hormone cycle is just all over the place. Okay. So that def definitely affects their moods, just like during a normal menstrual cycle, you know, some women are more prone to premenstrual syndrome, okay. premenstrual dysphoric disorder, you know, and same thing with menopause. So those women who are more prone to it during their menstrual cycle can definitely have issues during that menopausal transition. Same thing with women who suffer from postpartum depression, because that's a huge um, hormone change in a woman. They're more likely to have um, difficulties with mood and depression during the menopausal transition. And as a trainer, I just gonna say, how working out can possibly help with that as well. Oh, right? absolutely. Getting your, your emotions out. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. At least twice a week, I have a woman crying in my gym when we do personal training because all that working out gets your mm -hmm. emotions out. And that's a good thing. And some of them are embarrassed. Some of them are less or more embarrassed. But then they text me later and say, this felt so good. I got it out. Mm -hmm. Sorry I did it, but it yeah. felt good afterwards. Um, slightly less related to um, health and fitness, maybe health, but less related to fitness. I just Googled some topics uh, to get ready for this podcast. It seems like a lot of women ask about hair loss. Mm -hmm. Is there such a thing as hair loss during menopause? Um, you, yeah, I mean, you definitely can have hair thinning and, you know, some I know, I ethnic do. groups. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're going through menopause. Yeah, right. Some ethnic groups are more um, prone to he more significant hair thinning and hair loss. Um, women tend to like their their body hair even decreases okay. as they you know is, is, go is through the density coming back later. Or is that like no, that's it? No, okay. it is what it is. I understand. Um, can you till which point can you get pregnant? Um, that's a good question. So I, um, I know a lot of husbands and boyfriends wonder about right. that. Right. I mean, I, I would say absolutely until you have your last menstrual period and that year after, you technically could get pregnant. Statistically, the American College of OBGYN says at the age of 50, mm -hmm. the woman's chance of getting pregnant is similar to her chance of getting pregnant on a birth control pill. So typically at the age of 50, we tell women they no longer need to be on the pill mm -hmm. for birth control if they were using it for is birth control. Is there certain tests where you can make sure? The, um, there is a blood test called an FSH or follicle stimulating hormone level, but that's gonna vary in that perimenopausal period mm -hmm. because if you're, you do the blood test at the point when a woman's right about to have a natural period, it's going to be low. Mm -hmm. If you do the blood test when they haven't had a period in a couple months, it's going to be high. But because the cycles fluctuate and you can go five months without a period and then have one, that FSH isn't going to be um, give you that much information because it can be variable. I understand. Uh, we t uh, you mentioned hot flashes. Is there anything you need or want to do uh, with hot flashes and during a workout? When, mm -hmm. If you have really bad hot flashes, is it still okay to work out? Is there something you should do? Yeah, I mean, the, the, in terms of working out, layering, you know, and just in everyday life too, if you have layers that you can take off, when you're noticing the hot flash, that's going to help. Um, it's certainly safe to work out mm -hmm. when you're having a hot flash. It might not be as comfortable, but mm -hmm. I think women who 
work out regularly are used to feeling hot and sweaty to oh, begin with. So I, I think they're, they'll so be less the, bothered by it. So it's just a personal tolerance mm -hmm. thing. It's not a medical issue. Correct. Got it. I understand. And I already know. I look at my schedule and I know when I need to get okay. the temperature up <laughs> or sometimes I need to open the door in the winter. Yeah. So I, I know that. So um, what do guys need to know to help their, their significant other or boyfriends or husbands or whoever? What do they need to know to help out, to be supportive or uh -huh. do, is there anything? Um. I would probably say they need to know not to make jokes about a woman's mood. I can't <laughs> promise that. That's just my personality. I, I will try my best. Okay. Yeah. Um, they need to know that there's going to be probably um, discussions over the thermostat in the house. Okay. I um, had that in my yeah. studio. Yeah. Windows open at night, fans on, the, the number of blankets, um, just really trying to be supportive and like we were talking about with exercise, fitness, and menopause, um, taking an interest with their partner, their wife, in terms of, you know, having, you know, maybe do like a couple's workout or, or doing activities together mm -hmm. to help, you know, minimize the, the weight gain, the abdominal fat circumference, you know, have the natural endorphins with exercise to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. um, and when your partner's involved, I, I think most women would be more motivated and it kind of helps build their relationship too when you're doing of something course. together, when you have a common at, at interest. At any point. Yeah. I understand. Um, probably last question. Um, libido and sex drive, this... Mm -hmm. uh, this Having menopause influenced that positively, negatively? Um, I, I would say some women on the positive side feel like once they know that they can no longer get pregnant, then their libido is increased because mm -hmm. they don't have that underlying you know, fear. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately for more women on the negative side, the, the changes with menopause in terms of decreased estrogen, so vaginal dryness, the tissues literally get thinner mm -hmm. the the folds in the vagina which allow the vagina to expand for childbirth those are diminished it, it's when i do exams i mean it's almost like a flat surface mm -hmm. and it goes from being like a darker pink healthy tissue to like a pale pink white tissue and just those changes make intercourse very uncomfortable and then women they, they avoid it because it's uncomfortable. And then the more they avoid it, the changes could get worse in some. So when I asked you about what should partners know, oh, yeah. that, might be, that might be a good topic to right, begin with. Right, right, right. I understand. Okay. So uh, to sum it all up, live a good, happy, active, healthy mm -hmm. lifestyle. And start as early as you can. Um, encourage your kids to start as early as you can because it's amazing what the research shows in terms of even with hot flashes and night sweats that the women who were more physically active prior to that beginning of the transition of menopause did have less symptoms than women who were more sedentary. Okay. Well, even just as a trainer, I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you that there are studies that people that work out have in general better thermoregulation mm -hmm. and then yeah. that could include right. menopause as right. well hot flashes. Right. Um, well Jeannie any last word of encouragement for for women out there that are getting nervous right now yeah I would say honestly it's never too late to start and the benefits are 
exponential in all areas of your life. It's not just, you know, being lean and being fit. It's your mood. It's your relationships. It's your bone density. I mean, it's everything. So. All right. Well, let's let's start moving, getting active, swinging ponytails, working yeah. out, and eating healthy. Thank you so mm -hmm. much, Jeannie, for sure. this conversation. And if people like it, first of all, subscribe like the video or the podcast, depending where you watch it. I'll link Jeannie's information down below in the mm -hmm. description if you want to get in contact with a OBGYN gynecologist, mm -hmm. Dr. Jeannie Notick. And if people like it, I'll ask you a few more questions down the road. Thank you so Sounds much. Sounds good.